0: My mother took a step back. We weren't used to people being nice to us. But the lady smiled and handed the cookbook to me, so I felt as if it were mine. The dessert section was my favorite. I'd imagine making all those fancy cakes and complicated desserts like eclairs, so foreign-sounding and pretty, thick with whipped cream and a flaky crust, chocolate syrup drizzled on top. I'd read so many recipes I'd lose track of time, the ticking of the stove clock finally sinking into my brain, reminding me it was time to leave. Then I'd start my missed-the-bus worrying. But every day, a part of me wished I could skip school altogether, go back to bed where it was warm, and spend the morning reading recipes. Except it wasn't morning, and school was canceled. Winter vacation extended because of the worst blizzard on record. If I were a baby, I wouldn't have picked today to show up. Before the signal was lost, the radio said 13 below and dropping. It was already pitch black, and it was only 5 o'clock. Howling wind circled the house, rattling the windows, and an icy draft sneaked under the back door. I stuffed a dishcloth in the crack. The ceiling light flickered. I got candles out and set a box of wooden matchsticks on the kitchen table in case we lost electricity— I imagined the only thing worse than having a baby in the first place would be having a baby in the dark. Thumbtacked to the wall was our complimentary calendar from Jensen's Hardware, all the days crossed out leading up to today, January tenth, 1943. The words Happy New Year on the calendar in fancy red and blue letters looked hopeful, as though words alone could change my mood. But the words didn't lift my spirits. I couldn't think of one thing happy about starting another year. On the other hand, it couldn't be worse than the one we'd just left behind. The kettle whistled. I sniffed because the kitchen smelled like scorched toast from crumbs caught under the burner, and I was afraid they'd catch fire. We kept a box of Arm & Hammer baking soda on a shelf beside the stove for emergencies. As I reached to grab the kettle, steam bit my wrist and left a red streak. Maybe it wasn't fire I needed to fear, but water instead. The Lutheran Ladies' Guild cookbook had a household tips section, and I'd practically memorized it. A baking soda paste would soothe the sting and stop a blister, but I didn't have time to make it. I heard another snap of a yell. It was exactly the kind of yell my mother used when I broke her last china serving bowl. A terrible, end-of-the-world yell. I wondered if Grandma had broken something, too, but then she poked her head out and shrieked, Elvira Witzel, get that water in here! This baby's coming foot first! She slammed the door in my face, forcing me to put the big iron kettle down on the oak plank floor, sloshing a few scalding drops that spread and stained and looked like beads of blood in the red glow from the last of the coals in the fireplace. I'd have to get more wood next. Behind the door, Grandma said in her fed-up tone, Trust you to have a baby backwards, Connie. It's going to be long and hard. I went in, trying not to look at my mother, who was acting feverish. Her wavy brown hair, usually in a braid like mine, was all matted with sweat. Her face was purple, and there was a lot of mess I didn't want to see between her legs where that baby was trying to get out. I saw the foot, though. Blue as a bruise, with Grandma's hand around it about to give a pull. Don't stand there with your mouth hanging open like you're trapping flies, Grandma said. Pour that water in the tub. I am, I said, but the kettle was heavy and my arm shook. Steaming water slopped over the edge of the washtub, splashing my feet and burning like a bee sting right through my wool socks. At this rate, I was going to need a baking soda bath to treat my burns. Now look what you've done, Elvira. Go get the mop and sop that up, and get some more wood. This baby'll die before it takes its first breath it's so cold in here. My mother sat up like she was a puppet and someone had just yanked her strings. Will you stop talking? She screamed. God, oh God, I can't bear this pain. Fat lot of good God's going to do you, said Grandma. Where was he when you got yourself into this? My mother scrunched up her face so hard her eyes were puffy lines and her cheeks big as a chipmunk's, and her long hair fell forward and covered her bare chest. I was glad, because it embarrassed me she had no clothes on. I never wanted to see my mother like that.